welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I'm actually really looking forward to chatting about this topic, and it's about self-sabotaging behavior. What is it? Why do we do it? How can we stop it? We're chatting all of those things in just a moment. Little life update. I am so, so excited to tell you all that my sister is pregnant Yay! She's having a little boy, so I'm going to be an auntie for the first time, and I'm so excited. We had uh, my brother-in-law's 30th party, and she told the whole extended family and friends that she's pregnant, so now I can finally tell people too. But yes, she's due in March, and she's actually due on my husband and my wedding anniversary, which is kind of funny. But yes, I'm very, very excited to be an auntie, and obviously... I'm going to be the cool auntie, let's be real. But yeah, no, I'm just so excited. And we finally have a little boy. So I have two younger sisters and there's no boys in our family. So finally get a boy in the family. Very much looking forward to it. I am starting surfing this week. So I signed up to this six-week surfing camp. And every Sunday from 8 till 10, I go surfing with a group of people. It's like a beginner's group. I've done one lesson before. So yeah, really looking forward to just starting to learn to surf. I have been wanting to have a hobby because I find all I do is work, sleep, eat, poop, sleep. That's it. (laughs) So I need a hobby and something to, to do that I really enjoy and take my mind off, you know, just life in general and just have some fun. So yeah, I want to practice surfing. If I finish this six weeks and still really love it, then I'm going to commit to buying a surfboard and a wetsuit. But with this surf camp, it's all hired. So I don't have to worry about purchasing anything. So yes, really looking forward to hopefully meet some new people, maybe make a new friend, who knows? But yeah, so I start that this Sunday. So next week, I'll let you know how my first lesson was and how everything went. But yes, so... Before we start, I wanted to talk about a study that came up in regards to vitamin D and depression. So I always recommend to my clients that if you are vitamin D deficient, you need to supplement until your vitamin D levels are adequate. I sometimes get clients that don't like taking supplementation because they just don't want to take tablets or they don't like to take tablets. The reality is if your diet and your lifestyle is not adequate enough to maintain optimal levels of your vitamins and minerals, you need to supplement if you want to have a healthy body, a healthy mind, healthy life. So in this study, they spoke about the prevalence of vitamin D deficiency and depression. And this study found that those who supplemented with 2000 IU, which is just like the form of vitamin D, the amount of vitamin D, uh, a day was shown to reduce depressive symptoms. Researchers concluded that vitamin D supplementation has beneficial effects in both individuals with major depressive disorder as well as those with milder clinically significant depressive symptoms and perinatal depression too. Now, 
Aside from the mental health side of things, vitamin D is important for so many different things. So it's for our bone mineral density, absorbing nutrients. We need to be having enough vitamin D every single day. I understand that people work full time and it's freezing if you're in Melbourne. You're not going to go out and just sunbake um, when you have work to do and whatnot. But if you can get out on the weekends, even if it's a bit cold, just go out for 20 minutes, suck it up for a bit, get that sun on your skin. And that should be adequate enough. Obviously, you're going to be doing it every day, but at least try and get it in on the weekends if you can. Otherwise, supplement. It's so, so important to supplement if you can't reach adequate vitamin D levels. And this is the same with all other vitamins as well. If you're deficient in anything, you need to be able to supplement to be able to achieve optimal health. So that is my little news thing that came up, a study I found. I just thought it was really interesting and I thought you would find it interesting too. So going on to my nutrition food tip recommendation whatever you want to call it it is I was thinking honestly this week I'm like what am I gonna do as my nutrition food tip and I was thinking and thinking and then I realized there's something I have recommended at least four times this week to clients so I'm gonna recommend it to you all today and that is to purchase an air fryer people always say oh I should get an air fryer everyone says they're really good no they're great you need an air fryer just trust me on this just get a cheapie from Kmart see how you go with it if you want to get another one get another one but the reason why I love the air fryer so much is because it is so quick to cook your food. Like, so, so quick. So, for example, last night I was in calls till after 7 o'clock. I think it was about quarter past 7 when I logged off. And I'm thinking, oh my god, I cannot be bothered cooking. I'm exhausted. I've been in calls all day. It's been busy. And I knew for dinner I was going to have salmon, potatoes and veg. But all I had to do was chop up my potatoes I spread them with some extra virgin olive oil so they're nice and crispy and I put that and the salmon in the air fryer for like 20 minutes and it was cooked like within 20 minutes and I don't even need to watch it I can go and get changed into something comfortable after my calls and then that's already been cooking I don't have to watch over it or anything it's just a lifesaver so you can put anything in I put salmon potatoes chicken sausages chicken skewers just anything just put it in it'll cook it's great just highly recommend it if you're someone that finds uh, eating healthy a bit draining or takes too long or you can't be bothered buy an air fryer see what you think then because it honestly is just a lifesaver and I honestly think without an air fryer I will find it so much harder to eat well and to eat healthy without it because then I would use a pan and I've got to watch it over the pan or then I'll use the oven and mate have you ever bloody cooked potatoes in an oven like I was raging the other day when I had to do it because I was cooking for a heap of people and it just took so long to cook potatoes in the oven it was so annoying but in the air fryer 20 minutes and you're done so yeah that is my recommendation so with like last night's dinner I then served it with like a Greek salad that was pre-made so I didn't have to do anything I just you know put everything in the air fryer once that was cooked I grabbed the bag of Greek salad out put it on the plate and took everything out the air fryer put it on a plate so easy makes it so easy to eat healthy i'm very passionate about this as you can tell so if you purchase one and you don't like it try harder because i'm guarantee you'll love it <laughs> all righty let's get into today's topic of self-sabotage so i suppose we should start by explaining what self-sabotage is so it is when you destroy your own ability to achieve your weight loss goals by working towards your weight loss goal and then retracting from it so most commonly your own mind becomes your biggest enemy and your thoughts begin to affect your behaviors and affecting your ability to 
you know, do these behaviors that you know are going to achieve your goals. So an example of this would be you start your diet and you have a really positive attitude, feel motivated and like, yeah, I can do this. You buy all your food, you cook all your food, you eat really well. And then over time, something changes or something happens and you're like, I can't do this or this is too hard. I'm never going to be able to achieve my goals. And then your behaviors start to reflect these thoughts and little self-sabotaging behaviors come in and then you can't achieve your goals because you've told you kind of you've told yourself you can't achieve your goals and then you're doing behaviors that are going to fulfill this idea that you can't do it and it's this harmful attitudes towards yourself that causes you to unconsciously do everything in your power to destroy your new healthy lifestyle that you were once working towards So regardless of your reasons for self-sabotage, if you don't stop, unfortunately, you're just never going to achieve your goals and you're going to constantly be disappointed in yourself or be thinking, what if I did achieve it? And like, if I only I did this, I'd be able to be where I want to be. And yeah, you just end up never being able to be happy in yourself because you keep on self-sabotaging yourself. So I suppose we should talk about is what this looks like, because a lot of people don't even realize that they do it. And I see it so often in consults people doing things that I know are not going to help them achieve their goals but there's always things that come up and whatever anyway I'll go through the the things that come up in our in our consults so the first one is when I see clients and they come to me they have unrealistic expectations of where they want to be so this could be a drastic amount of weight loss that is going to make them be really restrictive and to be something they're unable to maintain or give them giving themselves an a short timeline to achieve these goals so for example I want to lose 10 kilos in two months for example yes you can achieve that is it realistic no you will have to be very restrictive it's yeah it's probably not going to happen unless you have like a lot of weight to lose most likely won't be happening so that's the first one I see is these unrealistic expectations I mean you don't achieve these expectations what's the point I'm never going to be able to get there I try and I fail every single time and yeah, you just never really end up actually working towards them because you have these unrealistic expectations. The next one I see is negative thinking. So thinking about only the negatives and ignoring your progress or how much you've done at the moment. So this could be like, I've only lost three kilos and I still have another 30 to go still have so much weight to lose and not focusing on the fact that you have already lost three kilos but aside from that you have changed your lifestyle already you are eating so much better you are exercising more you feel good you're getting more sleep and all this but all you're focusing on is the negatives then you're like oh only only done three kilos oh this is too hard it's gonna take forever i don't want to do this anymore and that is another sort of self-sabotage that i do see and i do have to remind clients like no you're doing so well like look where you were when you first saw me and now look where you are yes you've lost three kilos in a month and you think that's slow which definitely is not slow but where you were when you first saw me to where you are now you're like a completely different person and you're still focusing on the negatives of you've only lost three kilos so that is another thing that i see and i always try to help my clients have a little bit more positive outlook on their progress as well because I feel like if you're being negative it's only gonna be so long until you give up and think it's too hard and you don't want to do it anymore the next one I see is fear of failure so they don't try at all so people that are so scared of failing their weight loss goals that they don't even start trying in the first place see that pretty often 
in not my clients but other people so obviously if they're trying to see me they are trying to achieve their goals the next one I see is always has an excuse to what happened so I see this a lot excuse after excuse after excuse as to why this week they they didn't stick to their meal plan or they didn't eat well and it could be work was so busy or I had the kids home all week school holidays so I had the kids home or I had a lot of events on or I got sick whatever it is there's always an excuse and I and there are some people that each week they've got their excuse and then there's some people that you know they have that genuine excuse like shit just got busy and when you're trying to change habits it can be really hard when you are really busy but when there's people that always have an excuse week after week after week it's like stop using these excuses to get away with not actually having to eat well or achieve your goals look at these excuses and think okay how can I make sure this doesn't happen next week because I guarantee next week you've got something else that came up so even if you get sick unless you have like gastro where you can only eat like plain food or whatever you can still eat healthy there's no reason why you can't eat well when you're sick when I had COVID I stuck to my usual meals just because I was sick doesn't mean everything changes and I just get takeaway and junk food it's because that shit's going to make you feel worse as well I knew when I was sick and I was eating well it's going to make me feel better I'm probably going to get better quicker as well and it's just sort of what you do you've got to eat so why not just make a healthy meal my point is that everyone has things that come up every single week everyone gets sick eventually everyone has a really busy month with events things are always happening for everyone stop using it as an excuse as to why you can't eat well you can still try to make the best possible choices in that time if that was your goal and that's really what you wanted to achieve at the same time it might sound a bit harsh but it, it, it's true it's true the next one kind of goes back to the unrealistic expectations but always trying to eat perfectly healthy now this is very unrealistic and guarantee it's never going to happen which is why I don't ever aim for a perfectly healthy diet with my clients I always make them have room for some fun sort of foods like a dessert or even like a little packet of chips during the day or something that's going to make them feel a little bit more sane and not like they have to eat perfectly healthy because if you are trying to eat perfectly healthy it's only going to be so long before you have something that's not as healthy as what you'd like and then you feel like you're a failure you're going back to your old habits and then you don't try anymore or you say it's too hard to eat healthy it's too hard to eat perfect and you don't even try anymore or you just go into a binge cycle and then you try to eat healthy again and then you ate too try to eat too perfectly and then you go back around in circles and around in circles and you get nowhere the next self-sabotaging behavior i see is procrastination so I see this so often when people will message me or inquire about working with me. They say, oh, I'll do it in the new year or I have too many events on at the moment. I'll do it then or something's coming up and I'll, I'll do it after that. The point is that there is never going to be a good time to start eating better and eating well. To be honest, I actually think the best time to start is when you have a lot of shit on because that means that when times get tough you know how to still eat well and when times are like a bit easier for you you're still able to eat well but if you're starting when everything's perfect you have no events on you don't have work stresses in your life or something like that and you start a healthy lifestyle once these challenges in your life come up you're going to be like oh my god how do I still eat well and get my exercise routine in when I've got shit happening now and 
And that's why I believe it's probably best to start when things are really hard because you know you're going to be able to maintain these changes long term when things do get harder or you get sick or at school holidays you got the kids home and all these different things that could come up if you're starting this healthy eating behaviors when things are harder guarantee it's gonna be a lot easier to continue on i think i also read once i don't know if it was an article or a study it was bloody ages ago but it was that starting a lifestyle change on a wednesday found that more people were able to stick to their behaviors long term because they were starting on a wednesday rather than starting on a monday i always hear people say i start on monday i start on monday it's a fan you do whatever over the week and then you start again on monday um i believe that when things when you are eating not the best I would start the next meal. Next meal, trying to eat better. Don't wait. Don't wait for Monday. Start the next meal. Because if you ate badly on Wednesday afternoon for dinner, then you're like, oh, I've I've ruined my diet. I'm going to start again on Monday. You've literally got another, how many days is that? Four days where you could have ate well, but instead you're like, oh, well, I already ate shit Wednesday nights and I'm going to continue to eat shit. And then I'll start again on Monday. And then you've just put yourself in a worse position on Monday than if you just started on the Thursday morning and have a good breakfast. I think that one went on a bit of a tangent. But procrastination is another one that I see is procrastinating actually starting. The next one I see is trying to rush your results by adopting a diet mindset. So sometimes I see clients that are just so fixated on rushing to get to their end goal that they're like, can we just be really strict and cut out all carbs and I'll just eat meat and protein and vegetables and that's it i'm like like you can do that you're going to get to your goal quicker but you're probably not going to be able to maintain that at all long term or you probably won't even get to your results in the first place because you're so restrictive it's going to cause you to be to then binge and then go on this whole cycle of restrict binge feel shit restrict binge feel shit round and round in circles which is kind of my other self-sabotaging behavior which is restricting food so I see that too often when people just want to be really, really strict because they think that's what you need to do or they think that's what's going to get them to their goals quicker. But I think that's actually the complete opposite because the willpower you need to be restricting your food so badly that you're hungry and you want certain foods and you can't have it, it's only going to lead to that binge I just spoke about. The next is focusing on the scales and just the weight loss side of things. When there's so much other progress that could be making, during the week but because the scales didn't move you think you failed the week but maybe you drank more water this week than you did the week before or maybe you walked away more than you did the week before or you ate really well balanced meals for every single meal for the week and the weight didn't change that week and now you just think the whole week was a failure remember the number on the scales is just a number on the scales it doesn't actually tell you how much body fat you've lost because you could have lost body fat but it just didn't show on the scales for example if you are due for your period you are going to be your weight is most likely going to go up regardless of if you actually lost weight body fat or not so just be mindful that it's just a number and if we fixate too much on the number on the scales it's going to we're going to end up self-sabotaging ourselves because we think we're not making progress when we are. So we need to look at our health and our lifestyle as a whole. Next is overthinking and allowing yourself to become overwhelmed and then not starting at all. This is so common where people are like, I just don't even know how to, how to eat well for weight loss. And deep down, I know you know how to eat well for weight loss. You know that having a meal at home is going to be better than getting takeaway. You know that having a piece of fruit and some nuts is going to be better than... Fuck, I don't even know what an option would be. Having a bag of follies. I don't know. 
you know what's better than other things start by just making tiny little changes to your eating instead of just thinking this is too much i don't even know where to start and not starting at all just do slight little changes for example instead of skipping breakfast and then feeling like you're binging later just have a breakfast just make some toast with an egg on it like done little things like that can make a huge difference but don't think that it's so hard that you can't even start because I guarantee you know one thing you can do that will improve your health this week, whether that's drinking more water, going for a walk. You know there's something that you can do. So don't just be overwhelmed and just not start because of that. Next is negative self-talk. Kind of spoke about it at the start, but the thought that I can't do this, it's too hard. I've never achieved my goals before. Why do I think I'm going to achieve it now? Blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're talking like that to yourself, of course, you're not going to achieve your goals. Nobody has ever been like, I can't do this. And then it's too hard. And then all of a sudden they just magically do it. Like that doesn't work like that. You need to be in the mindset of, I can do this. Even though it is hard, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to try my hardest to be able to make this work. You just need to have that really positive self-talk to yourself because negative self-talk don't get you anywhere. And I'm not a mindset coach or anything at all, but I know that negative self-talk is not going to get you far. Next is skipping things that you know will get closer to your goals. So just say you're seeing a personal trainer or you're paying for a training program, then you don't do your sessions. Why aren't you doing your sessions? You know, this will help you get to you to your goals but quicker and faster. And it's part of like a healthy lifestyle. Why do you keep skipping your sessions? Think about what's going on there. Next is avoiding accountability. So I suppose this kind of ties into the excuses that oh, this happened and that happened. This is why I couldn't achieve my goals and just avoiding all accountability and everything is not your fault and everything is on external factors and nothing's your fault. It's not going to get you anywhere. You're just going to be stuck in the same spot. You need to take accountability for your lifestyle and for your goals and wanting to achieve them. Next is comparing yourself to other people. So sometimes I hear from clients, well, people that are usually my height and my weight, what does weight loss look like for them? And although I can answer that, and sometimes I do always say that just because it's like that for that person doesn't mean it's going to be like this for you. It could be quicker. It could be faster. You could achieve your goals quicker than what they do or slower. Everyone is different. And I'm never sitting in my consults comparing my clients to another client that I have because one, I don't remember every single person's exact weight and what they've achieved, exactly how much weight they've lost until I go back and check. But I'm never comparing my clients against each other because that doesn't achieve anything and I know that they're so different and they have different lifestyles and different eating habits that it I can't even compare each compare each client so don't compare yourself against your peers or your friends or your family that are achieving results too because you guys are so different as well next is people pleasing or not putting yourself first and this is something I was talking about yesterday in a consultation is this lady lived with her in-laws and her in-laws would always be putting on some sort of cheese platter before dinner. So she'd have cheese and crackers and biscuits and then they'd go into dinner after that. And she was saying, like, I feel so bad. Like, she spent all day baking a pecan pie. And for me to say, no, I don't want it to have it before dinner, I feel really bad. And I know she's made it for us. And, like, how do I stop doing that? And I I said, maybe just tell your in-laws that you – to stop making these things beforehand and it might make it easier to to not have it or if you just be really firm 
on not wanting to please people and just say no I'm not having this right now I'm not hungry or I don't want this or it will spoil my dinner and just be really firm and just keep saying no and no and no and then guarantee eventually they will say oh you won't have this will you or you don't want to have this do you or you won't eat this that and then that gets a whole lot easier to actually (laughs) say no to them when you're like yeah no I won't so you just got to be really firm once twice three times until they really get the hint that you don't want to eat these sort of things and then they will change and they will stop pushing you to eat certain things and you're actually putting yourself first in, in the long run and this could be with friends as well it could be like going out for drinks and maybe you only want to have one drink what you could do if everyone else is usually going on a bender and drinking quite a bit and you actually don't want to maybe even just messaging the the friends or the group chat whatever it is and be like I'm only having one and I'm driving does anyone want to lift or just be really upfront and straightforward and set the expectations for the night on yourself and to them so they don't expect you to be drinking more people pleasing yeah it's not going to get you anywhere and you'll just end up presenting these people in the long run as well so put yourself first next is shutting down instead of asking for more help I see this a lot where clients are like, hey, I've had a really bad week. Can we push our consultation out? No, you can't. You've had a bad week. Let's talk about it. Don't just ignore me because you have had a tough week. That's when exactly you should be seeing me so we can talk about what happened and how we can change this moving forward. Because every single time this happens and I talk to my clients, they're like, oh, I feel so much better now. I feel good. Like I'm ready for the next week now. So don't just retreat or ignore me (laughs) because you've had a tough week it's not going to get you anywhere all you're going to do is end up trying the next week on your own and that doesn't help at all so ask for help get more help if you need that's what you hire professionals or health professionals for the next is hanging out people who don't serve your goals so if you are trying to quit smoking and you're hanging around a group of people that are smoking it's only going to be so long until you start smoking again. You're not going to be able to maintain this, um, the quitting of smoking if you're hanging around people that smoke. Same with your healthy lifestyle as well. If you're hanging around people who just aren't, aren't going to serve your goals, it is hard with family, I guess, when you're living with your family and you're trying to change your lifestyle and they're just not interested in it and they're bringing home cookies and cakes and whatnot and you're just trying to have you know a healthier snack sort of thing that's going to be harder but where you can where you have people that don't really serve what you're trying to achieve it's probably your best to avoid hanging out with them in a setting where there's going to be lots of food or things instead maybe go for a walk with them or get a coffee with them instead that one's a hard one though so i do say that one with like an asterisk to be honest next is seeking out people that will tell you what what you want to hear instead of what you need to hear so I see this often as well, where they're like, oh, the doctor says I need to lose weight to be able to have a particular surgery or to get a particular health thing. I need to be able to lose weight and be a particular BMI. So they ask their friends like, am I really that overweight? Do I really need to lose weight? Of course, they're going to say no, you're, you're perfect the way you are because they love you. They don't want to upset you. But if you're constantly seeking out people to reaffirm your what you want to hear, you're probably not going to end up changing your behavior and you just think everyone else is to blame. Another one is staying up late, not getting enough sleep. I feel like everyone is beginning at least eight hours of sleep to be able to achieve a healthy, maintain a healthy lifestyle because no one makes good choices when they're sleep deprived. 
Also, being more concerned about where other people are at instead of focusing on your own progress. This is kind of what I mentioned before about comparing yourself to others. Just focus on yourself and where you want to be and where you're at and try not to focus on other people, your friends or your family and whatnot. And finally, having a know-it-all mindset. Obviously, this doesn't come up with clients because they're not seeing me if they think they know it all, obviously. But if you are, I could do this on my own, I know what to do, blah, 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 and you haven't actually achieved your goals, maybe you don't know how to do it all or you don't know how to achieve your goals if you haven't yet. So that's when it can be beneficial to get help from someone or just an accountability buddy or there's something there that's not is missing if you have a know-it-all mindset and you're not achieving your goals but this mindset can honestly keep you stuck and not achieving anything because you think you know how to do it but at the same time you're not doing it and at what point do you end up figuring out how to do it or getting help to know to know what to do or do you just stuck in with your ego knowing oh, I know what to do I know how to lose weight being all cocky about it but then not actually achieving the goals that you want now in the Q&A I did on Instagram I asked what sort of questions you want answered and one person asked how do I like why do we do this why do we self-sabotage there are a few different reasons we self-sabotage. It could be lack of self-esteem. So when you feel worthless or you don't like yourself or don't believe you deserve success or don't believe in your abilities, your negative self-talk will be strong and you'll often take over without you even realizing. You may find yourself saying things like, I can't do this. I'm going to fail anyway. I've never been able to do this. Why do you think I could do this now? It's too hard. What's the point? I don't think I can do it. So that's one thing that can come up is your lack of self-esteem is preventing you from achieving your goals. The next is fear of failure. So people, everyone fears failure. No human likes to fail and they don't like what comes with it as well, which is judgment. So when you're working towards a goal, obviously it can feel scary, especially if you have to do things you've never done before or if there is no guarantee that you'll achieve what you set out to do. Instead of focusing on what might go right and what might go wrong and what we might achieve, maybe focusing on the negatives is what's keeping you stuck. So thinking things like, what if I don't make it? What if I put in all the hard work and still don't succeed? How will I cope if I fail? To be honest, being afraid of failing will cause you to procrastinate, overthink and avoid taking any action at all. And this fear of failure becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy I sort of mentioned earlier, which is you end up failing not because you couldn't do it, but because you didn't actually start at all. You didn't even try. You're that scared of failing that you don't even try. With the fear of judgment, if you're worried about what people will think, you will honestly never get anywhere. If this was to use an example in my own life, it would honestly be my business and starting my business as a nutritionist showing up my Instagram stories and talking to a camera and seeing all my family and friends are watching it. Guarantee they're judging me, but to be honest, if I want to get anywhere, I have to keep doing what I'm doing. And if they're going to judge me, that says more about them or themselves and their own insecurities than what it says about me. So that is something that you should keep in mind as well on your weight loss journey is that people are going to judge you regardless guarantee they're going to judge you regardless of why she's doing that why she's trying to change doesn't need to lose weight or as if she thinks she's gonna lose all this weight blah 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 just ignore him who cares what people think honestly you will never get anywhere if you're worried about what other people think of you promise
And I totally get it as humans. We want to fit in and be loved and accepted by the people around us, our friends, our family, whatnot. And we may even put them first in ahead of us just to be able to be loved, accepted by our friends and family. And that's where people pleasing can come into it, which is what I mentioned before. But to lose weight and keep it off, I promise you need to put yourself first because you're not going to get there if you're putting everyone before you. So you need to prioritize your goals and the actions you need to take to be able to get to your goals and ensure that you are going to succeed over keeping other people happy because you will just never end up getting there if you're constantly putting other people ahead of you and all of a sudden it's 10 years down the track and you're still in the exact same damn position you were previously. Now, with the fear of like this judgment, some things that might come up are, will my friends think I'm not fun anymore? Will they stop asking me to go out with them? Will my family or partner be upset when I don't want to eat dessert with them or I don't want to get alcohol with my dinner? And will everyone judge me if I fail? And if you're afraid of failing or being judged, you'll continue to self-sabotage by engaging in behaviors that will keep you safe and safe from failure and safe from judgment. But instead of keeping you safe, they will sabotage your weight loss efforts and cause you to doubt yourself even more. So I suppose it's all well and good to explain these behaviors and why we do them. But I think what's most important is to know how we can change this. Because if you're these sort of ring any bells for you and something that you think might be something that's coming up for you, I suppose you're probably just thinking, okay, but I need to change. So how do I change? So we need to increase our awareness as to what sabotages you and keep asking why you're in this habit loop and why you're not changing. So for example, if you started your day really well and everything was going well with eating and your lifestyle and then by the nighttime, everything just hit the fan and you failed and you don't know where you went wrong, really use this time to self-reflect on how your day actually went rather than just thinking, oh, I don't know what happened. It just, everything went wrong. Think about what happened. Maybe work got really stressful. You didn't eat all day because you were so stressed. Then you got home and then you binged because you were so damn hungry once you got home and the stress had sort of come down. So then you're like, okay, so this is my my downfall is stress. What can I do now when work gets stressful again to make sure this doesn't happen again? Because if you don't self-reflect on what happened, it's going to happen again. So maybe next time when work gets really stressful, you just take you notice it when you are getting really stressed, you take five minutes out just to go and have a morning snack or just take some time to go outside, take, have a morning snack, debrief, have a few deep breaths and then get back into work. And you recognize that you are really stressed and that next last time you got stressed, you didn't eat. So make sure you stop what you're doing and make your food. Even if you're eating while you're working, if you're that stressed, just make sure you're getting food in because you know if you don't eat, you're gonna go home and you're gonna binge. And that is your downfall. So being really aware of what's coming up when it happens. Something I hear so often is that the weekends, everyone's eating hits a fan. And I get it. When you don't have the structure of a work day, it's so hard to stick to your eating patterns. But maybe you didn't realize what's actually happening on the weekend. And each weekend, the same shit keeps happening. So maybe you sleep in and then you don't really eat until like two o'clock and then you're starving by the afternoon and then you binge in the afternoon or on the weekends you don't actually eat your set meals you don't actually meal prep for the weekends and you just end up grazing throughout the day 
And then next weekend, make sure you plan out your meals for the weekend so that you know by the weekend, come when the weekend comes, you are going to be able to have these meals prepared so that when you can't be bothered making anything or you're just waking up, you think, oh, I'll just skip breakfast. I don't actually have to be anywhere. I'll just eat later. You actually have something ready to go and something easy to make. So being aware of where things go wrong and knowing how you can change them for next time. And the final example I have, I'm just going to give a bit of a trigger warning. I do mention sexual assault in this next part. So if this is a trigger for you, please skip forward a few minutes. Um, this is sort of towards the end anyway. I just sort of give that trigger warning for you. So I suppose the next thing to think about is what do you think will happen once you lose weight or once you get to your goals? What do you think will happen once you get there? Do you think people are going to treat you differently? Do you think people are not going to like you? What do you think is going to happen when this happens, when you get to your goal? Um, I did have someone recently who was overweight and then lost a heap of weight. And in this time, she got sexually assaulted, unfortunately, and ended up gaining the weight back that she had lost. And she said it took her a while to realize the reason why she kept self-sabotaging now that she had tried to lose weight afterwards is because she was she was scared that if she had lost the weight again, that she would be assaulted again, because when she did lose the weight, that's what happened. She was scared that was going to happen again. So have a think about what do you think could happen once you lose this weight and maybe that's stopping you and stopping this cycle of self-sabotaging behavior once you do address it. Because if we don't address where these hiccups are coming from or where things are stopping you or what our thought process is at the time, we're probably not going to get there as well. So that comes to the end of this episode. I did I don't know, did this, I hope this episode didn't come across as negative or anything, but more of like a real real talk and real talk to help you with understanding your own mind as to what's stopping you from achieving your goals and what you can do moving forward to make sure this doesn't happen again. Because I really do believe that everyone can achieve their goals. I really do believe that. And when I have my clients and I meet my clients, I have full faith that they can achieve their goals. But honestly, if I have full faith in them, that doesn't mean they're going to. They need to have full faith in themselves that they can do it too. Because when I do talk to them, I'm like, yes, this is totally realistic. You can definitely do this. But it's about putting that in action and stopping all these limiting beliefs or this self-doubt that could come up that could stop you from getting there. Because I know that you can achieve your goals, but if you don't know that, you're not going to get anywhere. So yes, that is my little um, positive end to this episode. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. That would mean so much to me. If you need help achieving your desired goals, please send me a DM on Instagram, nutrition underscore by Samantha, or book in a consultation with me and we can get started on helping you achieve your lifestyle and that body that you've always wanted and that healthy lifestyle that you know will make you feel good. So yes, I hope you all have a lovely day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.